All right, welcome to another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Demiso Josie alongside. Spencer's here. How you doing, good sir? I'm doing well. Uh, doing well. It's good to be home. <laughs> home. We ain't going to let the people know where we at just yet. Okay. But, uh, you know, we've been taking this thing on the road yes. and planning on traveling even more. Yes. Um, coming up, we have uh, a nice little road trip. We're going to be hitting up Hartford, Connecticut. We're going to be going to Syracuse, New York. We're going to be going to Pittsburgh, uh, the, the D, Detroit, and Chicago. Chicago, okay. uh, Orlando, you know, we're trying to do some big things here at the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. Um, the last podcast we had, we had Pastor Raglan was on. Yes, um, it's my guy. He's yeah. awesome. He was awesome. Your, your, thought, your thoughts about that? I mean, he, he really um, brought it home as far as having the, the church as the main statement, mm-hmm. forefront of everyone's life. Not just the church, but, but God himself. Right, right. I got to say, he got me in church that next Sunday. He, he, he kind of made me feel guilty. I didn't make sure <laughs> I was in the building. I didn't stay long because we had to go to Philly the next, you know, that time to, to record, but I yes. did make sure I was present. And um, yes. he was a big part of that. Yes. Um, Good guys, my guy. So just some more information about the Empowerment Perspective. We're on YouTube now. Uh, we're going to add a video element to it. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. You name it. You know, the EmpowermentPerspective.com. Um, we're just trying to hit as many people as we possibly can and as many outlets as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I mentioned, we're on the road. So we are now in... Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yes, your home. Your home, huh? It's a birth, absolutely. You were like the mayor walking around here. They was like, <laughs> Mr. Spence. I, I was amazed by the fact that it had adults calling you Mr. Spence. <laughs> I was amazed by it. Well, I keep, listen, and we discussed it before we came on air. That as it gets darker, my name changes. So <laughs> then we run into vernacular changes and everything else. Yeah, so. we gonna keep it PG. But well, we have a special guest in the building today. I'm gonna let you introduce the yes. special guest. We uh, got. This is someone that I, I hold very dear to my heart. Like, we go all the way back to ACCC. And even when I did remember, she was like, you, we were in class together. I'm like, we were in class together? She's like, yeah, we were in class together. So, you know, this is this is one of my, my good friends, and she has an outstanding program. I'm happy that she made time for us, you know, to talk to us today. So, Miss Shalanda. Huh. Thank you. How you Thank doing? You. And my care. Thank you. She's in the building. Thank Can you make some noise? Can you get them to make some noise for you? <laughs> make some noise. Make some noise. <laughs> they trying to blow out my speakers. No, <laughs> well, welcome to the Power Perspective yeah. Podcast. Definitely um, heard some good things about you. We're going to get into that and um, the things that you've go- got going on here. Um, but let's just talk about you for a second. Okay. Uh, well, um, I know you have a, a book coming out, or is it out? It's out. It's out already. We'll get to that. Um, you're running a wonderful program. Just let the people know what you are doing here in Atlantic City. Well, once again, I would like to thank you again for um, taking the time to allow me to um, be a part of this wonderful work that you're, you guys are doing. Um, I was born and raised in Atlantic City as well, so it's a pleasure to be able to service the um, particular area that you were born in. But um, we do a program called In My Care Mentoring Program. The acronym C-A-R-E stands for Connecting, Aligning, Restoring, and Empowering. We meet with um, young ladies ages 9 to 18 every Friday um, for group sessions. Um, We cover things like um, um, drugs and alcohol prevention, um, uh, gang violence, gang relations, um, college, uh, job training, um, all kinds of the things that 
um, the youth contend with. Anything that you can mm. think of that the youth contend with, we cover those in our session. Um, we have um, wonderful women from the community, from retired principals to secretaries to administrative workers that take out the time to be with um, these young ladies every Friday. Okay. Um, we also do a um, Black Girls Rock jersey style. Mm. Um, we do it once a year. It always yields between 200 to 250 people, sometimes more, mm-hmm. um, where we honor um, the women that we really do stand on their shoulders. Like, um, And sometimes it's with a twist. Um, like last year, the theme was Black Men Know Black Girls Rock, and we had all men from the community to present, and it was um, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. We do um, girls' conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, we do... Um, community awareness luncheons that's free to the public. Um, we pick a topic that we feel like is plaguing um, our young people and we have a luncheon. We have somebody come and speak about it and it empowers the parents as well as the youth. So it's a lot of stuff going on. I'm excited. Yeah, that's awesome. How long has this program been going on? This um, year will be our fourth year. Okay. This will be okay. our fourth year. That's so awesome. we're excited. I want to dig into your personal story a little bit because I read a little bit. I did a little bit of homework. Just a little bit. Okay. Um, Take us about your journey, your education journey, because I know you wanted to be a criminal justice and lawyer mm-hmm. and a career. So I guess for the young people that do listen to our podcast, um, how did you, what sparked your interest in those areas? Um, well, actually, um, going all the way back, my um, desire was to be a hairdresser, a teacher, and a lawyer mm. in the third grade. Um, and between being in a third grade and being a youth and um becoming an adult, that journey to adulthood, some things happened that some, it didn't really deter, but it kind of took me off my path, I want to say. So, um, I taught already. I was a hairdresser and, um, I studied criminal justice. Um, my, my minor is criminal justice. My major is political science with a focus on um, law and public administration. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to do that because I felt like um, I can help people. You know, mm. I'm from the projects and I saw a lot of people, you know, with the social ills, I saw a lot of people going through different things. So I wanted to be on law on the side of helping people. Mm. Um, it kind of didn't turn out like that. I wound up in the ministry, <laughs> but um, still, but I still, helping desi- people. still helping people. Absolutely. But um, my desire really was to become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I really desired to be a lawyer, um, a hairdresser. A hairdresser was my passion, but I did that for 20 years. Right. Um, and when I left the hairdressing, I worked for um, Anya's Hair Connection. And when I left there, I walked into MLK in 2007. And then I've been in the school district ever since. And people would warn me. They would say, you know, I know you want to do law, but once you go in school and you see the kids, you're not going to want. I'm like, no. (laughs) And I did. And so I'm now at Pennsylvania Avenue School. But that's been a blessing to me as well. Yeah, sort of like we were on the same track almost to the point where though that once I started working in juvenile courts, I realized that by the time I got there, well, by the time the kids would get there, it's too late. Right. And right. you have to be able to catch them early enough right. to really affect change. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's interesting. Um, let's talk about your work here. I know you're doing some wonderful things with these these young ladies, but and me as being a male, how can you see the role of the male to help these young ladies in our communities today? 
We do um, we do things because we know that in the real world, I mean, we don't try to shelter the girls to the point where we're just trying to keep them away from boys or we're trying to really empower them and educate them. Um, it is a characteristic of a woman to like a male or vice versa. So we don't try to deter them from that. We just try to give them tools they need to make um, better decisions. Um, I was a young mother. Um, I was also a high school dropout. And so I didn't make good decisions. But... Um, if I would have listened to the things that you know people would try to tell me, then I wouldn't have made the mistakes. I mean, I may have and I may not have, but mm-hmm. in any event, it kind of shaped um, who I am today. Um, male figures are always important mm-hmm. because we live in a real world where there's real men and there's real women. So we do stuff like... Um, like when we did our career night, it was males here. Mm-hmm. It was males. We have um, different things where um, the men um, can come and talk to the girls. Like one of the guys, he called and he said, you know what I want to talk to the girls about? He said, when I was a young man, mm-hmm. he said, um, I was all about girls. I wasn't about nothing else. He said, I just wanted to get as many girls as I wanted to. He said, and I know the game that I ran. So he wanted to come and mm-hmm. he wanted to talk to the girls mm-hmm. about different games that men play, right. boys play. And so um, we're setting him up because I think that's awesome because you don't really get men that want to talk about that side and this is the thing that they're contending with right now it's our past but it's their present so men can um play um a real dominant role in a program especially um some of my girls come from a a one family household is a mom no dad so you know even just to come and have dinner with the girls um we had um uh tyner he came through had dinner Mm -hmm. with the girls kaleem shabazz um mazio um they came and they had dinner mm-hmm. with the girls. That does something, you know, for girls. That's why we did um, Black Girls Rock, Black Men Know Black Girls Rock, because this time around we wanted them to see how um, it is to be treated, how to be properly treated and how okay. to be properly honored by right. a man. Right, right. That's deep. Me and Spence talk about this all the time, and it's important for us to, to know our why. And, you know, you have those tough days where you don't feel like getting out of bed, but there's still something that's going to push you to keep going. Uh, and I'm sure there's days you come in here, you don't really feel like being here, but there's something pushing you forward. So what is your why? Like, what, what is the reason why you do the things that you do personally? Because I know um, the pitfalls of being a youth. I know um, personally myself, and, and I have a son, who just, you know, he went through some things as a young man. And I know the pitfalls, and it's important for me because I I see the struggle. I know the struggle, mm-hmm. and it's in me to say to the girls, listen, I know what you're going through. I know what you're thinking. I know what you... But it's good for them to know that somebody know. It's easy for us to come at them on a higher level, you know, I'm educated, I'm this, I'm that, but... When you tell them, no, I've been there, you know, I liked a boy before, Um, you know, I got my heart broken before. Those things are real. They go through it and it draws them closer to you because now they, you become real to them, not somebody who's in a distance or not somebody who don't care. They see me every Friday. They call my phone. If I cancel group for the weather, they're on my phone. Um, I have a really good um, relationship with every single mentee we have, every one of them. And it makes a difference because um, they know that they're going to see me at their functions. They know that if their report card is not good, they're going to see me at their school. They're not going to just see me on Friday. Um, If they're going through something and they need to be picked up, I go get them. We go out for ice cream, pizza, whatever. Um, So my why is because I care about them. Now, if there's somebody that's out there that want to create a similar program, like walk us through that process. Um, like, who did you figure out who were going to be the mentees, and, and how did you go about creating the organization itself? 
Well, um, I started with a thought, and I started connecting with people in the community that I thought would want to be a part of it. Mm. You called me. I did. <laughs> I did. I sure did. And I said, hey, this is what I want to do, what you think? Um, and people, you know, everybody has a lot of stuff going on, so a lot, a lot of times time did a lot for it. Mm. But... Um, like Mr. Spence was like, give me what's the what's the address? What's the email address? Let me email you some. You know, people did that. So people, um, I put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted it, and I just said something like, um, "The girls need you. They mm-hmm. need your time. They need your wisdom. Mm-hmm. They need you." And um, the first um, opening we had was at the Pal Center. And I never forget that um, I got there early, like I did today, set up, mm-hmm. got everything straight. And when they people started coming in, I was really overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, because most of my girls are day winners. Okay. So they've been with me. Like I have um, this baby girl right here will be 18 next year. I can't believe it. Oh, wow. Um, Naya be 18. She's a day winner. She's okay. been here since she day on a podcast? Come on, baby. Bring a chair. Come on up. This is um, this is the mother of the group. Okay, does, does she have to go through security first? Because I know he's moving to security now. And for the people out there in um, podcast land, I like to introduce our security, <laughs> Hassan Lomax, who is always on the scene, right, Hassan? Uh huh. How you doing, lady? Can you push that mic as close? We on a tight budget here, so <laughs> it's all right. What was your name again? Anaya. Okay, welcome. Welcome. So you're a, you were the first timer, as he explained it. Tell us why you decided to participate in this program. Well, I've known Ashalanda for a long time. I've known him before the, the meeting even started, the little group. And my grandma actually, she was like, I want y'all to come to this. And I'm like, who's doing this? She said, Miss Shalanda, y'all know her. She used to be one of y'all teachers. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I've been with her ever since. Mm. How old were you back then when you started? 13. 13? 13, yeah. So, out of all the things that's going on in Lane City, you chose to spend your Friday. The Friday you guys Every are getting? Every Friday. With Aunt Shalanda. <laughs> yes. That's big, though. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's definitely that's huge. That's, that's really a good thing. And what do you say is the most uh, impactful thing that you've gotten out of the program in the last four years? All the um, opportunities that she gave us. She um, provided us a lot of opportunities. She had, like, other people... Other people come and talk to us about what they did. They, she had um, senators here come and talk to us. She had um, police officers here. She had like a whole group. She had um, teachers here to come and talk to us. So it was just we just got a lot of opportunities in this group. Got you, got you. So what do you want to do when you get older? I actually want to be a teacher. Why? I'm about to say the same thing. Why? <laughs> why? Just tell me why. <laughs> I love teaching. I love helping others. I'm very passionate about that. My backup is culinary. That's what I go to school for at ACIT. Okay. okay. You do know that the job of the teacher is not actually helping. You know they do more curriculum instruction than actually helping. Yeah. Don't listen to him. That's what you want to do. Go ahead and do it. Don't listen. We need more restaurants. No, we don't. We need more dietary centers. <laughs> you can teach people how to cook. How about that? You yeah, guys the best of both worlds right there. Uh-huh. Are you planning on going to uh, ACCC? Yes. Okay. Have you met with the um, Dean of Culinary Arts? Yes. And they oh, actually was, was contacted me back, too. Was it Chef uh, Clay McClay? We're going to get her next. Mm. 
so you don't know. Chef I'm not sure what okay. chef. Chef Clay, she's one of the um, deans of the culinary program. So nice. Drop by name. She knows. Me. Everybody knows Corinne. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Spence. Everybody knows right. Mr. Spence. Right. I want to get back to you. Don't go anywhere because we're going to come back to you too. Um, your book. Title of your book is. Say it till you see it. Say it till you see it. I like it's it. Power. It's power. When did the book come out? Um, the book just came out um, two weeks ago. Self-published? No, I published through Ex Libris. Uh-huh. I just released a book about a month ago, too. So. From self-publishing? Self-publishing it. Yeah. Create space. Hmm? Create space. I, used, I started using that, actually going through Amazon Direct Publishing. Okay. And then um, did the artwork and all that stuff myself. So I, I tried to cut out the middleman and everything I could, could possibly do. So I um, have something set up with the girls. We were supposed to do it last week, but um, a lot of publishers that was going to do it was um, a little busy. So we're doing it again. It's called Let the Author Speak. Hmm. And um, I went to my overarching goal is to turn out as many young publishers as we can from this area so I'm getting publishers because when you write a book it's hard people don't share information they act like you know um, and so I want my babies to know um, I got some really really um, creative thinking I'm not going to put that thoughts in writing mm-hmm. and, right. you know right. it's, it feels good to be a publisher but can you imagine how good it feels to still be a youth publisher right. like so that's right. my goal too yeah. so when I, when I wrote my book I wanted to cut out the middleman and, and, and learn the process so I could teach other people how to do it Okay. so you don't have to throw out all this money for these publishers and some of them will rob you and some of them won't you know mm-hmm. do what they say they're going to do so right. let's cut out the middleman and that's really what the empowerment perspective is about okay. helping people with their dreams if they have something that they wanted to nice. do we mm-hmm. put our resources together and we make it happen um, okay. so that's definitely uh something we're going we probably should talk about I was say, yeah. <laughs> so um but let's talk about this book what was the inspiration behind it why why'd you write it um i wrote it because um i wanted to be able to kind of inspire people through my story mm-hmm. um it's a devotional it's a 40-day devotional um, which didn't start out a 40-day devotional, but it ended up a 40-day devotional um, because the Holy Spirit kept giving me things to put in it. And as I was writing, I was inspired myself. So it's my personal stories in there, no who's barred. Um, I mean, you're not going to open it. You're like, oh, my God. But there are some, um, you know, there, there are personal stories um, along with scriptures um, and uh, scriptures that um, help strengthen in every area. And it truly is my story. So... The desire for the book is that someone would be um, saved, set free, delivered. I mean, from whatever, from whatever. It's you know, it's all kinds of different stories, and each one is different. Each day is different, but it brings a different kind of um, spiritual growth, if you will. Gotcha. So the, the reader can pretty much go through your personal journey. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's for you know, it's for men, it's for women, it's for um, young people. The funny thing is, is when I brought my book in here, the girl said, "I have you wrote a book? Like what?" <laughs> Like how, right, when right. they was like, we didn't know, but um, it's one of those things. I have um, um, the gift of uh, being able to juggle mm-hmm. a few yeah. things at a time. <laughs> you would be both. Yeah. So yeah. So when you were writing this book and going through this journey, I know for me, like I had to be in certain mental spaces to write about certain parts of my life in there. Was it? And, and for me, it was just a process of getting past finally my, my past. It was more so of a release for me. Um, did you find when you were writing parts of your book that, that you struggled writing parts of it, or you, it was just flowing? And, no, and I did not. Um, the the one thing that um, I did go through when I was writing my book is that um, there was a a time that. 
um, I looked at my book um, and it didn't make sense. Like some of the things didn't make sense, so I had to pull them out. Mm. Um, and I understand, and I try to tell people, don't become married to what you write because mm. sometimes you're writing in your flesh. You're just writing because you know it. But mm. once the Holy Spirit take control mm-hmm. and you look at it again with right. new eyes um, it's like take that out mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and, and you know it made sense when you wrote it but it made sense to you but it's like take that out so it was one of those things where I was like gosh like one time I had started all the way from the beginning because right. I was going in one direction and the Holy Spirit was going in another mm-hmm. so um, when I began to write and the Holy Spirit began to take control it flowed Flew like right, right. Yeah, wow. it, just, it just made right. so much sense and every time I read it even now, when I open it, I would say, this is a good book. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally say, like, this is good. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. minus some of the comma splices, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm just like, you know, um, it's really good because, um, one, it's true. Right. That's one. Mm-hmm. And um, two is um, we get into a, a point where we don't um, speak the word of God over our situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to speak the word of God over our situations. If we're going through something, and I say this in my book because I believe this to be true, we are not spiritual first. We're natural first. Mm-hmm. We think natural. That's when the Holy Spirit is allowed to come in when we allow him to through mm-hmm. scripture. And then he's allowed to change our whole perspective. But you know, the first thing that we think is not scripture. We don't think that. We're natural. And then we go to our natural. That's why he said casting out every imagination, every vain thing, everything that exalt itself against who God is to us mm-hmm. when that thing take place it's like you know the Holy Spirit is drawing us back like no this is who we are this mm-hmm. is what we believe but we don't speak that yes. over our life we right. usually um, I mean that's not everybody but I'm just saying we don't usually speak the word of God but that's mm-hmm. what he wants us to do we want, he wants us to we go to church every Sunday we take in all these scriptures and something happens we can't reach for one of them it's mm-hmm. like having a bank account and being spiritually bankrupt mm-hmm. but you putting all this scripture in inside and then something happened and you don't mm-hmm. make a withdrawal Mm. So it's it's really um, powerful because the um, the title is really what it is. Say it till you see it. Like mm. we have to believe it so much mm-hmm. that we know that it's God. Mm-hmm. Like you have to say it. Use the scripture. You know, say it um, mm-hmm. over every situation, not just some of them. Every situation, and don't allow other people to speak um, negative over your life. Evil. You got to put a word on that too. Mm-hmm. So um, I like it. That's it. So you, it sounds like that you have a vision board. Now, is that something that you work with the girls with as well? Yes, we did our vision boards. Okay. We um, we did actually twice. We took them to Philly. We went to um, Philadelphia to um, one of the colleges, Temple. Was it Temple? Yes. We went there. Mm-hmm. The and only then... school that matters, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to oh, my okay. Temple alum people. Oh, yeah. Temple. Yes. I had an aunt that was a... Okay, but I get to it. But... Um, we took them there. They did a vision board there, and we did a vision board here. Mm-hmm. And what I did with them was I surveyed them, and I found out the top three things that they wanted to be. And when we did our career night, those are the people that we pulled in. Hey, All the people that. She tried to bring you in earlier, but you was like, uh, <laughs> okay, "I'm sorry, go ahead." I'm yeah, so we had a career night. I wasn't invited to career night. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, he. Got, we, uh, well, we have a old personal beef because she never one. emailed uh, me. It, Maybe she don't think you got a real career. No, no, no. But he's right. Every time we see each other, after we'll see each other, while he goes, "Where's the brochure?" (laughs) And I go. I never sent you the brochure. He goes, no. But I did it this time, yes, didn't I? Yes, you did. Okay. Yes. And then the same day. Was it the same time? No, it wasn't. Oh. But it's okay. I still got it. Though. Okay, okay. Well, I, I mean, I did do it. So, um, so career night. Go ahead. 
career night was wonderful, right? We had a good time. The food was good. The atmosphere was good. The girls were awesome. Um, and just like um, I said, we had lawyers here. We had um, politicians. We had teachers. We had people. The next day, Bashira Khan came and she um, um, told them about um, all the careers that they can have mm-hmm. without a degree, outside okay. of the box, boiler license, black okay. sales, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they are super prepped. Mm-hmm. Um, and mentoring for me to them is not about trying to make them become me trying mm-hmm. to make them become who I am mentoring to me is to make them be the greatest them they can be okay. and pull out the you know I, we see stuff this one right here she don't like nobody we do if she hear somebody was bullied she's like where they at mm-hmm. they're not gonna be bullying my little sisters because uh-huh. there's an atmosphere of yeah, um, sisterhood they love one another and good. when they come in they see each other they're really mm-hmm. happy because this is the first time some of them see each other during the week right. okay. some of them only see each other when they come here so so it's, right. it's good. Right. I'm a firm believer to get back to the, the vision board thing is that in order to be something, you got to see it first. Right. I truly believe that. And it took a while for me to get to that space because I was like, this vision board, I said, this stuff don't work. And then I, had a, I had a colleague who was like, no, you need to try. So I'll yeah. try a little thing. So I put the little pictures up on the board. And mm-hmm. I, when I tell you 99% of the stuff I had on that board came true, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm a believer now. Mm-hmm. So even in my darkest moments when I was growing up, like I had a vision. Like I saw myself on a college campus. Mm-hmm. I saw myself, you know, going to class and things mm-hmm. and I just keep having visions and people okay. ask me you know is the podcast the last thing you want mm-hmm. no this, I have another vision I'm going to try to find something else and then you know keep going mm-hmm. what's your vision like what do you see I know you want to be a teacher but let's be specific where do you want to see yourself teaching and Math- what? Uh, I want to be a mathematics teacher where where I, I don't this is important I would say Atlantic City, but I'm I want to like stay in my my area, mm. so I would say Atlantic City. Okay, what grade level? Maybe kindergarten. Like almost, I want to start out young. I can't go straight to the top. I want to start out young to see if I can actually handle it. I understand. Listen, what I would recommend if you want you get sixty credits in, start subbing on all your levels, so you'll know what you can and can't mm-hmm. handle. Um, me, I said middle school, I can't. That's one grade level I can't teach at. And here I am, administrator at middle school level. Mm-hmm. But you, that's to say, you, you know, you, God has a plan for you. <laughs> you just got to go with where He's taking you. Right. But be specific with your 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 dreams and be specific with your goals. I tell people all the time, it's like playing darts, right? When you play darts, you're aiming for what? Well, the with middle, that little, that the little middle. You're just not the aiming bullseye. for the boy. You're aiming for that bullseye. It's really, really specific. So you need to be that way with your dreams and your passion. Know what you want to teach. Know what kind of kids you want to teach. Because when you start interviewing for these schools and stuff, now you got to ask the question, is this the right fit for me? Not necessarily, you know, am I the right fit for them? Is this the right fit for me? So... Um, I see the passion in your eyes. I can tell that this is what you want to do. So I feel like, I feel like in another five years or so, you're going to be exactly where you're going to be if you, if you keep hanging around the right people and, and, and you know keep pushing it. So that is awesome. Plug your book for us. Where can they find it? You can find it at Amazon.com. You can find it at Exlibris.com. You can find it at Books A Million. You can find it at Barnes & Noble. And you can find it with me. On the 28th is my um, book signing, and it will be held 619 Carson Avenue in Atlantic City, New Jersey, 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's a t- the 28th. What was the date again? The 28th. Of this month? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. That is awesome. We're going to switch some gears a little bit. We like to have a little fun on this show, too. So oh. uh, I'm going to turn you it over. You have no questions for my security? Oh, top flight security. I'm at fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my fault. Slide over a little bit. 
I need you to talk right into that microphone. What's your name, sir? Hassan. Hassan. How you doing, sir? Good. Why do you call you security? Because I'm security. Because you yeah. are security. Security. <laughs> Every function. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Do you know you want to be when you grow up? Yes. What is that? A vet. A vet? My daughter wants to do the same thing. You like animals? Yes. Mm. I don't know. Do you have any pets? <laughs> I had a turtle. What happened? What happened to the turtle? It died. You didn't bring it back? Listen, no if you want to be a vet, you ain't supposed to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> they might not take the animal's food. What's, what's the name of the turtle? It was Max. Max? It was a red ear slider turtle. What kind? A red ear slider. I don't know anything about turtles. He knows anything about anything. Really? I don't ask him nothing about cars. Cars? Cars. Oh. Okay. You're going to be a mechanic as well? Engineer? No. Oh. Tell me what kind of car you're going to drive when you get older. I'm going to drive a Tesla, and I'm going to have a Ferrari, and I'm going to have a Lamborghini, and I'm going to have a Bugatti. You have to save a whole lot of and turtles. I'm going to have a Maserati. <laughs> you can't lose any. You're going yeah. And I'm a work in California. Okay. Right. Okay. You, you taking your mom with you? No. What about your twin? No. Security don't need nobody. My twin just said she was going to take my mom. <laughs> oh, so your, your sister's going to take care of your mom? Yes. And you, you're going, well, let me ask you this. How big is your garage? Because you have a lot of cars that you're going to have in there. My garage is going to be... A twenty thousand foot garage. That's pretty big. So your your garage will be like somebody's house. Yep. Or houses, I should say. say. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna live in a mega mansion. A mega mansion, not a regular mansion. A mega mansion. No, not a regular mansion. Listen, I like it. You got a dream. You got a vision. I love it. Yeah, we just got to figure out how And I do the trumpet. And you gonna play the trumpet? So you gonna be a musician? I play the trumpet. Oh, so are you gonna be down in New Orleans playing the trumpet as well? Like when you're off stage, you're going to take your private jet plane on the ropes? I can't. Yes. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Vincent, then what you going to do now? Because let me know. I'm not going to. I'm going to have a Tesla. Okay. And his new car is coming out in t- um, 2020, so I'm going to have all the you new have cars. You're going to have all of them. All the cars. Mm-hmm. Man, that's impressive. That's a lot of gasoline that you have to pay. And electricity. You have a Tesla. Thank you, Pooh. Yes. You got a big plan. Yeah. Oh, do we? Really, really a big plan. So we're going to switch gears a little bit okay. and have a little bit of fun here. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, so I know you guys in the background, you have Family Feud going on, which is okay. But we have something a little bit better. Okay. Our the game is called Name Five. Family Feud? Yes, okay. Name Five. Okay. What is it called? Name, Name Five. five. Name five. Yes. Okay. So I consider you sort of like a superwoman. Okay. So give me five superpowers. That I have or that I want? This, this is up to you. There's no wrong answer to this. Okay. So five. So the power to stay healthy. Mm, okay. The power to get wealth. The power to read people's minds. What? No, you don't want that. You don't want to do that. Why? You want to read people's minds? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want my deserving to be okay. on time ten. So, are you just talking about like female minds? Or you talking about male minds? You do not want to know. <laughs> what what's difference going on. does it make? Because you don't want to know what's going on in the mind of a man. Mm-mm. Okay, so I asked that the last remark be stricken from the record. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> That's that lawyer. So, so I'm still on. I'm still on two. Oh, yeah. I still got three more. Okay. You can help out. <laughs> Give me. A, I need a superpower. A superpower. Yes. No wrong answer. 
He really tell his mind right now. Yes. I need the power to. Um, um, you know what? The power to stay strong. Stay strong. She told me I need the power to stay strong. The power to travel all over the universe. Not the world. The universe. The universe. You said these were my powers. Yes, are you I'm trying sorry. to just like no, a man? Is, are you trying to depower no. me? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> is he trying to take my powers away? I'm just and um, I, logic I have one more power. Yes, I'm listening. Um, the power to hate brown. The power to. I, we, I mean, we really already have this power, but I use it when I put out the fires. The power to calm the storm. You know, they people go through stuff, and the power just. Okay, good. Okay, good. Hey, finish all this almost dinner time. Give me uh, five deep fried foods. That I like. It's no wrong answer. Just deep fried foods. Okay. Um, wontons. She's like, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, wontons, fried shrimp, okay. um, chicken, okay. um, fish. Okay. And. Um, French fries. Mm-hmm. They have this air fryer now. You ever hear I, this? I've seen it in the I store. got one in my house. I'm, I'm still skeptical. I don't want no air. I don't I don't want that. How can you air fry chicken? I don't want oh, it. We, we have one. Do you use it? We used okay. it once, but Explain. the chicken didn't come out good. It didn't come out like <laughs> regular fried chicken. It crispy, no, it wasn't how, crispy. Okay, like, where's this air and how is it used? Yeah, and what are you doing with it? <laughs> You put you pull it out and you put you actually put oil in it right. and then you close it like it's a little it's weird it's like a dresser drawer you know how the you deep pull fry it out sometimes you got the little and then you put it in there and then you push it in and then it and it fry, and then it fries but it don't come out like regular fried chicken like it's no crunch there it's like, it look, the kernel didn't make no this okay. now I'm glad we're going there I need to, this is segue to another it's like it's so okay. it's like not fried chicken now what what how long have you been studying culinary arts since. Um, since I started high school. Okay, so you got about maybe three, three and a half years. years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this whole thing with Kentucky Fried Chicken, is it real? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Is, is it, it real chicken? <laughs> yeah. Well, here you go. It. Yes. Kentucky Fried Chicken, is it real? No, it's not. It's not I, real chicken my mama used to make. See? It's different between the way we make it and other people make it. Let's put it like that. KFC, I won't really, I won't really say that chicken is real. What would you call it? Because you're a culinary artist now. So fake. You call it fake? Fake. <laughs> Took the words right out of my but mouth. It tastes good. They got all those herbs it and spices. It tastes good. They put something in it to make it so y'all can come back. Just like McDonald's do with their french fries. Mm. Do you like it? Do you like it? I do like KFC. KFC? I like it. So you didn't, like, you didn't have no KFC when you were younger? I'm, I did have KFC when my mom, um, we had to do something really good to get a White House sub or mm-hmm. KFC. It had to be because mom cooked. Mm. But my favorite chicken is... Um, Popeyes. I'm not mad at Popeyes chicken. I actually think I like it better than KFC. Me too, but I don't know if you should say that. Why? Because KFC is your favorite, right? No, I like we are it. trying to get we, them to be a sponsor, though. We gotta be careful. Which one, KFC or everybody? McDonald's, KFC. I know that's right. <laughs> so we like it all. Yeah, we like we everything. We like everybody's chicken. Just <laughs> trying to figure out with real chicken. <laughs> Let's go to musical route. Oh. Wow. Okay. okay. Top three musical artists that you're listening to. Um, he said Machiavelli. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, is that um, Machiavelli? I'm about to say man. That's okay. a good one. I like um, Dietrich Hatton. Yes. I like um, 
You said top three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just like what I was going to say. I just like I don't love. Um, I love journal. Hmm. And um, mm, I'm not. I don't know if I have a third one. Um, I'm really not. I'm. I'm not a music fan. I don't watch TV. Hmm. I'm aware of that. Um, I'm probably the only person that you know that don't watch TV, and everybody know me know that. Interesting. Um, so, so I'm not a. Where were you at doing it? Did you mention anything about hip hop? So you done with hip hop? Well, they used to call me um, Rapshalanda.com. Now I can go you back there with you. I can spit bars. What? Can we get some bars? I, I was just wait. I was in the school said, yesterday. You said Rapshalanda.com. They used to call me Rapshalanda.com. So um, rap was my thing. So if you would have said rap artist, that's different. Well, let's go Because I got some history. I'm I, got, to be I got KRS, um, KRS One. Okay. Um, Tupac was my all-time favorite. Um, um, Moni Love, okay. um, Queen Latifah. In fact, I was just in school doing Ladies First. And so when I spit, was you there when I was at the um, we was at the sleepover at the flagship? Yes. I went in. They was looking at me like, <laughs> like this. What? I did Ladies First, ripped it. Uh. You don't want none of this. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to challenge you to a battle. You know I don't cry. <laughs> look, look, look. She looked right at you. I'm sorry. Like, right. He, he got bars. I don't have bars. You got bars? I don't, I don't know what Let me hear about. something. Uh, Let me hear something. I don't know what he talk about. <laughs> Top three musical artists. Um, let's see. I like Ty Trippett. Um, Biggie. I actually did um a project on Tupac. So I'll have to go with Tupac. Mm. I, I just have one question, right? Could you start out with, with, with Ty Tribbett? And again, I'm not passing judgment on you. How did we get the Ty Tribbett and Nico Wright to Biggie? You know, it's Anytime like, somebody say I'm friend. not passing judgment, they're passing judgment. <laughs> right, when people say, I don't just be disrespectful. They're about to be. I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> there are some people that you can put in the middle of there before you get all the way to Biggie. I'm, I'm not... I don't know. Some people say I got a, um, I'm cause they call. I, they say I have an old soul, but because I was brought up like with like older people in my family, those are the two main people that we always listen to. And then as I got older and started going to church, like Ty Tribbett became my favorite artist, mm-hmm. my gospel artist. Mm-hmm. So I like his music. Okay. Mm. What about you, Mrs. Pence? Who I have right now in my, in my playlist? The Commodores. My dad do like the Commodores. <laughs> Uh, what was, I was, we were listening to um, a Queen's mix before we came over. So they, they played Nas, um, they played some Ja Rule, um, they played Low 50 Cent, they played some Run DMC. Um, earlier before I went to work, they had um, Tribe Called Quest on there. So I guys. love Tribe, I love them. Um, Lost Boys. But in Lost C. He didn't, like, he didn't like the Lost Boys. Are you kidding? I didn't, I didn't say that. Rock I didn't like them. Yeah. I just didn't think they was as as their whole co- the collection. Six. They had maybe five songs. I'd say that. Just five? I would give them five. No. The Lex Coops being yeah, this one. Look, what else you got? Renee, there's three. Go ahead. Um, me and my crazy world. Yeah, I give you that one. He said, eh, I give you that one. Uh, Who's your favorite? That's four. You got one more. My, I, want, I want to make sure he gets some five first. I want cheap. I was there to say Google it for him. <laughs> Google it for him because he know what he's talking about. I want cheap. My top three in no particular order. I'm going with Rakim number one. Rakim? Yeah. You mean Eric B and Rakim? Yeah, Eric You can't Rakim. split him up. Yeah, it's yeah. a package. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Nas, I'll throw him in there. Karis, when I throw him in there. Some modern, I'll go with J. Cole for okay. modern. Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie, I give him 
number five maybe on my list. Um, let's see, Wu Tang's got to be on there. I like, I, yeah, I used to like Wu Tang. Um, they weren't my favorite. Nah, they they're low on the list. Karis One. Karis One is. As far as a live show is concerned, I've seen him perform many a times. Mm-hmm. He's put on the best. Him and Redman probably put on the best shows I've ever seen. You back? Oh, I'm proud. He ain't got five. Told me. What's your five? What's your fifth? Oh, what are we talking about? We're talking about songs? Talk about, uh, or, or, yeah, we're talking about yeah, the playlist. Finish, finish song, okay, please. so we got um, the Jeeps, Lex Coops, Beams and the Bands. Uh-huh. We have Renee. Uh-huh. Me and My Crazy World. Uh-huh. Lifestyles of Rich and Chambers. Uh-huh. Music Makes Me High. Okay. Love, peace, and navigate. No, you don't gotta go no further. That's five. That's actually six. Six. Put them on up here. We talking about with the Rockins and the, the Biggies, and I can't. Yeah, I think the Lost Boys can hang with them. Ugh. In a rotation, I would. You know how you Jeez. can measure it if you do a rotation and you push skip like to uh-huh. the next song. That's what I said, but if you could do a rotation and throw all them in and keep on flowing with is, it, they is all. Is Dougie Fresh up there? No. You can't. You can't have a party without Dougie Fresh. Um, okay, I, but you ask me, right? Have you ever been to a party that didn't play Dougie Fresh? That they didn't? Yes. No. Mm-mm. But that doesn't make it. That doesn't make it. Um, that don't make him make my top. Mm. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I get it because it's a part, it's a party song, mm. but. You Everybody don't like the party girl. You, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> mention um, Big Daddy Kane. Like you love him uh, because um, Big Daddy Kane had a few songs that I really loved, and I loved his swagger and flow. But I would not put him up there with the Karis ones, and really? not for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I did love Big Daddy Kane, hmm. um, but he didn't. He bought chocolate back. Yeah, yeah he went too he far. He sweat bought chocolate back. <laughs> he went too far. Went actually, my husband is a um, musician. That's what he did. He actually has um, two gold records. Really? Mm-hmm. He played with um, Keith Sweat. He played with. Um, he's actually on Joe's and Ben album. He's on Keith Sweat's album. He's on. Um, he did quite a few um, music. Oh, wow. We gotta get him on a podcast. Oh, he did a quite. He's a musician for the church. That's what he does. Interesting. Mm. Oh, so my five. Okay, so um, I do have Jay. Jay Z's up there too. Okay. Um, so let's start with Jay, and then we can go Karis one. Okay. Uh, then we can go Rakim Allah. Um, he called this whole government yeah, Rakim Allah. Right? <laughs> my, my God. <laughs> um, and a lot of people don't give Slick Rick the credit that's due, but I like Slick Rick. when it comes to storytelling, Slick Rick like was Slick Rick. that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess last but not least, um, and I'm gonna go non-traditional, and I'm gonna go with, with Heavy D because Heavy, Heavy Diddly Diddly D. <laughs> yeah. So heavy, you know, he he was rocking, and he made being big okay, and he made wearing Timbs. Like we look at the, the whole. Timberland for now, for now That came from him He went in the store And said give me The most expensive boot. He's a little too Commercial for me Who oh, heavy day Heavy day Just a little bit Commercial At that time the, the, What I was into I felt he was a little And now we found love And all that was a little I liked it Don't get me wrong But it was Mr. Big Stuff it just felt like it he was, was too a big commercial. man. He was dancing. You're right. I respect it. But I, for me, rap music had to um, tell a story. If it did not, then I didn't want the first of it. Like that's why um, I loved Karis One and um, 
Eric B. and Rakim, and I love them because it told a story. Like, I don't know what they're talking about now. Like, I tease them all the time. I don't know what y'all saying. I don't know. Um, we, they be, I don't know what's going on. So they be like, I'm like, mm-mm, no. I don't know what they're talking about. It's just like, just I, headache action. And I guess that's how my mother felt back then right. when I was listening to Karis One. And she was like, turn that mess off. Here's, here's what's interesting. So a good friend of mine, um, T. John. Cooper, right? We I go to Philadelphia. We go to Philadelphia, right? Um, Justice getting married, and and T John's dropping. They played this song called Versace, Versace, Versace. It sounded like it was on for about thirty minutes. And you don't <laughs> That's know all he was saying. That's all he kept saying was Versace, Versace, Versace. You know what that is? I don't know. Is it the Migos or something like that? They made a song. I don't have to hear that song. Like, well, it's almost like the song that Erica Black Dude got out. I can make you put your phone down. Yeah, it has to say I don't have to hear it. I don't say that. It doesn't, yeah, the, the music I don't, that. you don't, I, I think I what's missing is, is I know back then, hip hop truly came from nothing. And these right. kids made something out of nothing. And I just feel like the new generation does not respect Me too. that hustle that, they, that it came from. So that's why you're getting these songs that don't mean anything. They don't have that spirit in them that, you know, truly, truly coming from the bottom musically. And they're just in it to make money. Well, here's the thing that's real interesting. Music defines a generation. Mm. And if you think about the music and the evolution of music, it always defines a particular generation. You can go back and you can mark your calendar to things like when you heard the Marvin Gaye's and the Commodore's mm-hmm. and all that you that was love music mm-hmm. and you had more marriages back then you had you know that kind of then you had um, the generation of um, what's that the um, between the 70s and the 80s that rap they were political rappers mm-hmm. and then you had um, KRS-One in them who came with a different theirs was like um, like I was thinking about um self-destruction today. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that this morning. But the stuff that they talked about, it was real stuff. It was their story. It was put to music. It was put to awesome beats. Mm-hmm. And it made sense. And then after that, you had, you know, your new generation of music coming in. And I flowed with a little bit of that mm-hmm. um, because I understood it. But then now it has gone... It has really... Completely gone. Left. And mm-hmm. so we, we really don't... We don't know. Right. We don't know. But... If you look at the music, you can always trace the problem. Mm-hmm. It's the music. Mm-hmm. Because what I used to tell the young guys back in the day is when Jarbo was out and they was making videos and they was behind a jail cell. I said, once he say cut, he's getting out that jail cell. Yeah. He's going to get in his car. He's going, going home. home. But guess what? He left y'all with the stigma of doing and acting mm-hmm. his stuff out. Mm-hmm. And y'all ended up in a real jail cell. Mm-hmm. And he going on home. Hey, all is well. So, so the other thing that they say is that if you give a buffoon a platform and allow him to be able to speak to millions of people, you're going to hear or see millions of people gravitate to him and be able to do everything that he's doing. So now we have buffoons that are actually leaving our young people, and they don't know the difference. Mm. Haven't been able to find themselves. The conversation was having with the young lady the other day, where she wasn't able to find herself. Like she didn't know who was it, Arkansas six or seven, mm-hmm. that she didn't even know who they were. So when I when I say to a student that. You know, people died so you can sit in the seat. They look at me like, what do you mean people died? People actually died because, yes, people yeah. died so you can actually go to school. Right. They don't, you know, and that's the problem. If you tell a, if you tell a young person today that, um, about 10, I used to talk about, have fun. If you tell um, a young person to stop wearing something because it's linked to slavery or it's linked to whatever, they won't stop doing it because they're, love for the product overpowers their love for the knowledge of where they came from. Mm. And they have no connection. So 
the further you get away from not telling somebody got it wrong the further, <laughs> you, it was a real beat um, the further they get away from their history right. the further it's hard to pull them back and so they don't know about slavery they don't know about and, and the more that they don't and the more the schools don't tell them and the more do you know what I'm saying so now it's like you saying oh don't wear that because you know, X, Y, Q, they're going to do it because they have no relationship mm-hmm. to it. They have no, they're not connected to it. There's right. no connection. I'm disconnected from that. It's like you come in a house and um, let's just say they painted the house one day and the films of the paint was very strong. So they said to you, they said to you, um, when you go in a house, the films are very strong. So put a mask on or just cover yourself because the films are very strong. The longer time between the time the house was painted and people come in, you would have a set of people that come in and they might not even smell the films. Mm. Mm. So you're trying to tell them the house was just painted, but they don't have no connection, yeah, connection to that. To mm-hmm. But the people that been in that house, they know they like you know they mm-hmm. because of the connection to it. It's right. a disconnect. So the kids, you're trying to tell them to stay away from a world or stay away from a thought or a thing they have no connection to. Mm. And the people that have a connection to it are not here mm. anymore. And they didn't pass the baton like right. they should have. Mm-hmm. So now there's a huge disconnection. And now you got all of these, everybody popping up trying to pull them back in and it's very hard. I think music has a big part to do with that. Because we talked about this the other day. I said yes. the reason I started opening up my book was because Karis once said something about Malcolm X. So I was like, who's this Malcolm X person? Mm-hmm. Because Public Enemy said, you know, all these things, I started mm-hmm. like paying attention. It's like then I started the schools wasn't teaching me that. So yes. I had to go ahead and do it myself. But the music you got out right now, no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. So these young people, there's no reason. They're not getting in that school. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these parents don't they're not sharing it with them. Mm-hmm. So because the parents don't know. A lot of the parents, see, we be looking to the parents for them. A lot of parents are first of all, the parents are getting younger. Let's mm-hmm. start there. Mm-hmm. Um, the grandparents are getting younger. So their disconnect is the same, it's mm-hmm. the same struggle. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to educate based on what we know what we think we know and and, and they keep this in mind that history is changing every day mm. like the things they used to tell us back in the day about history now you got people going back on that story and say oh it didn't really happen like that this is mm-hmm. what happened I was listening to Dick Gregory and he was telling a story about um, uh, the shooting of Malcolm X mm. I didn't know that mm. oh. but he was saying it's public knowledge <laughs> and I love Dick Gregory because he's not ashamed to share but it's just mm. so much to try to as an adult mm. it's so much to try to um, ingest let mm. alone try to regurgitate try to give it to someone else but it's just like wow because let's, let's think about this first they tell you that Christopher Columbus discovered America mm. then they say oh no Christopher Columbus Christopher Columbus didn't discover America Amerigo Vespucci discovered America then they say no Amerigo Vespucci didn't discover America it was already people were already here right. so you see how it's always the Statue of Liberty Black people don't show up. Why they don't show up? Because they have no connection to it. They don't even know that Lady Liberty um, is the epitome of everything that they struggle with. Like, she is a part, but they don't come because they don't think that she has anything to do with them. But that's, you know know what I'm saying? So when there's a gap and we fail to fill that gap with what we know, we just keep on, I love to say it, we reproduce ignorance. Really, we do. Because I'd rather you do the wrong thing because I don't want to explain to you the right thing. Mm. Which takes me back to the program. Anything we learn, anything that we know, we make sure we have conversations. We don't just come and sit around and talk. We, what's the respect um, respect factor? The little problem. Tell them what we do. Oh, they hate it. They get dinner every night. Every Friday they come to get dinner. Q, 
catered dinner. But for the respect factor, the chairs are set up a different way. Hmm. It's in a circle. So they walk and they say, it's like an intervention. They go, yeah. I was ready to go that day. <laughs> so we sit around and we talk about respect in a home, in school, right. with social media. Mm-hmm. I'm on all of their pages. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a stalker. I she am. should be. She's a stalker. <laughs> she and if I see something, it don't look right. Take it down. Yeah. Oh, what did it? Take it down. Because you're going to want to get a job somewhere. You're going to want to. And they're going to pull it like I pulled it. But anyway. Mm. <laughs> so let me just ask one question before we start to wrap up. Yep. You mentioned that the education should fall on that of the school. That's a lot of power. I don't think it should fall on only the school. I, okay. think it's a, I think it's a collaborative effort. This is okay. how I look at it. We just started a new program called Mentors Beat. And in Mentors Meet, um, we had 21 adults show up mm-hmm. and say, I want to be a part of this. And what Mentors Meet is, is a meeting of the minds of all the people who advocate for you in okay. any area. So we come together and we'll put together a dynamic plan. We'll stay mm-hmm. on task. We'll change the dynamics of our community. So I don't think it's all... I don't think it's all school. I think it's home. Mm -hmm. I think it's school. I think it's community. Mm -hmm. I think it's church. I think it's mosque. I think Mm -hmm. it's anywhere that our kids travel Mm -hmm. should come together. So I think it's everybody. But here's the thing. If we put everything that we have into making their lives better Mm -hmm. and they fail, we don't have blood on our hands because we have tried. Mm -hmm. If you fail, it's because you wanted to fail, not Mm -hmm. because there was nothing going on. You understand? And so by that, I mean, it's it's an attainable goal and it's measurable. You can can measure how this happens. You can watch, you can study, you can see where you go wrong. But if you got a room with 29, hey baby, you all right? If you have a room of minds that are brilliant, and everybody's bringing something to the table because it's not a one it's not a one man show we gotta do it together and everybody's bringing something to the table do you know how filled that table will be not only will a table be filled but the beneficials the the beneficiaries of that what's on that table is the youth that's awesome that's awesome absolutely we're going to wrap up this episode of uh, the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. Definitely want to thank you for being on. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for being brave enough to thank step up you. to the plate as well. Give the book one more plug. It's um, Say It Till You See It. Um, it is out in, you can order from Xlibras.com, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, um, Amazon.com, or you can come through 619 Carson Avenue in Atlantic City, February the 28th at 3 p.m. That is a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, one, one last thing, and I have to ask this of you. We have been talking, me and my partner, Divisa, and we've come up with this idea, and we're looking for other people to buy in. We want to do a Women's Day Girls Day Retreat. So we're going to ask you now if you're in. We haven't put it together yet. Okay. Are you in? I am. Okay. We got it on record. Absolutely, you're in. Absolutely. You, can email you have no idea what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in because I'm, I'm familiar. And actually, um, yeah. if you need any help, let me know. Well, we need you to bring the girls. That's okay. So let me say this while we're on. Are we still on record? No, I did not. Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> Don't tell no stories. I'm I, I saw you. So we are going to do something called Man Cave Monday. Okay. And we want to get men together and bring them. And we want to round up 
young boys from all over and the women's job role would just be to set up the spot food and we're gonna get out the way but we want the men to be able to just you know kick it with the young boys are you in let's do it yeah. I need I need you. I need that on the record. It's Can you say it one more time while she sit I, down? I, I said we're in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Do I get a transcript? Hey, baby. Transcript? She's taking it to a whole other level right there. Hold it until I come over. Thank you, baby girl. I'm in. I, I'll do you one thing. I'll send you a text to say that I'm in. Send it now. <laughs> so when I get my phone, so when I get my phone, I can know. Um, this was awesome, guys. It really was. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking your time out to, to be with us, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on again and maybe do some podcasts with some more of these young people and yeah. get this thing started. So um, on behalf of the Empowerment Perspective, we thank you. Thank um, you. Just again, don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on uh, YouTube. Um, EmpowermentRespective.com uh, The book Life Music is out We've also got some other programs coming your way soon So make sure that you stay In tune with us And don't forget we're going on the road too So follow us, um, we'll be hitting the road in April So um, we're doing some big things here So thanks for tuning in and stay powered. Yay.